So welcome back to our second installment of the team position power ranking, if you will. Um, so last time we had a very fun time. They're going through our uh, quarterback rankings, excuse me. And now, and today we're now going to go through our um, our running back position uh, ranking. So I mean, yes, um, you can see our uh, see our list now. And um, yeah, so again, as you can see. Uh, very, very similar rankings. Um, Browns at number one. Don't think there's any doubt about that with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, and for me, just me personally, a lot of these, and I think, I don't, I'm not sure if you did the same thing, but a lot of these rankings for me came from the how great the starting, the starting running backs were or, or the number one running back options were going to be. So like the Giants and the Cowboys and the Vikings especially were the three ones with um Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott where it wasn't really difficult for me at all to kind of put them in that in the top five. It was more just kind of sorting out where I wanted to kind of put every like where I basically wanted to sort them. And I think um that made it a lot easier on me at least. I don't know. I'd be curious to know how you did yours, but um yeah, generally speaking, um a lot of it was just um well, there's a huge impact on um person on um number one starting or number one option running backs yeah uh i think that's absolutely fair i put a lot of emphasis on the number two to be completely honest because the running back is probably the most demanding position on the football field because you have to block you have to run you have to catch passes you got to do all three well depending on who you are so you need to have a you need to have a good number two uh that's the reason i have the saints at nine instead of a little higher because I'm not, I'm, I like Latavius Murray a lot. Well, first of all, I'm not terribly high on Alvin Kamara to be completely honest. Um, He's, he's a, he's a great running back. He's top 10 in my eyes, but low top 10 and Latavius Murray. I I had him in fantasy a few times. He, he served me very well when he was starting in Oakland. He did, he did great work, but he's not as good as some of the backups we have higher on the list. And Ty Montgomery, I don't, I don't even know anymore where he, where he fits into all this. Yeah. He's more of a special teams guy at this point. But mm-hmm. here he is lined up at running back, so I guess I, I took him into account. But I just like some of the other committees above them, so I didn't really put. I, Alvin Kamara is better than Mark Ingram. I could say that with honesty right now but i have the ravens higher sure uh yeah but i i i see where you were coming from and i think the the number one running back had a big impact on where we put them like our, mm-hmm. our top fives are basically the same with a few positions switched yeah yeah exactly i mean and one one uh, just to kind of clear things up so i have the titans at number 10 and I just again, I think I don't think it's fair unfair to say at all that um one of the the main reason I put them there was because they have last year's rushing yard champion, whatever or whatever however you want to describe him at the at the leading the way for their offense. And I just I couldn't not put Derrick Henry in my top ten. And I, I noticed you have him as an honorable mention, but again, um Derrick Henry's a monster and I just I thought it'd be cruel and unfair to leave him off my top 10 
um, or the team on the top 10 running back list if because they have literally like in terms of rushing yards like the highest rushing running back last year yeah i think that's i think that's absolutely fair to put them put them there they just drafted darrington evans and i think this out of the second or the third round and he's a he's a good pass catching back to complement the skill set of derrick henry which is great the the titans did a really good job picking that guy so i i like what they did there and they they just come in at number 11 for me the reason i have the packers higher than them is because aaron jones led the league in rushing touchdowns last year um jamal williams was a very adept backup that complemented aaron jones pass catching abilities really well jamal williams is a good rusher and a lot of people were down on the aj Dillon pick in the second round but they basically drafted Derrick Henry. A.J. Dillon has that skill set. Mm-hmm. So they they drafted a bruising back in, in A.J. Dillon, who's a rookie. They, mm-hmm. they have Aaron Jones, who's that little gadget guy that can catch passes and run out of the backfield. And you have another mm-hmm. good backfield runner in Jamal Williams, who can also somewhat catch passes and can block well. So you've got a great backfield there with the Packers. And with the Titans, you have two guys that – also a rookie and a one-dimensional running back. Very unique one dimension and a very good one dimension, but nevertheless one dimension. Yeah, I think that's again. I think that's fair. Um, again, like we're just at this at that point of the list, we're literally just grasping at straws in the sense that they're it's all they're all very similar. Just a matter of terms of where we're gonna put them. Um, yeah, and I, again, I, I don't really think any of either of our lists are unfair. Um, I think they're actually very pretty well balanced, and I don't think there's really anything. Um, yeah, and I, like the Ravens are very interesting, or are going to be a very interesting group to me going forward because I think Mark Ingram, um, as you said, um, if um, he's, he's not exactly a. Re- an elite running back, but I think the group they have there is definitely fascinating going into this season. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because their, their quarterback does do a lot of rushing himself and they, because I mean, they don't exactly have the best wideouts either, but um, yeah, again, the Ravens running back court to me is just, it was extremely interesting. And I think Mark Ingram is actually one of the more underrated running backs in the league right now. Um, but yeah, I, again, um, I'm actually really high on the Ravens, despite them not having the most popular or well-known running back core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think drafting J.K. Dobbins in the second round is just a, the shot in the arm that that running back core needs mm-hmm. to really do something special mm-hmm. next year. J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, I think most people have them as like has him around seventh or eighth among all offensive rookies for the odds for offensive rookie of the year. And among running backs, he's number two behind Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. So they, people are high on his skill set, and they, as they should be. He, he's a good running back. He played really well at Ohio State, and now here he is with a few great running backs that he can work behind and learn from. So I'm, I, I, love, I love what the Ravens did there. I'm so happy about it. I don't think that what they have is better than the Colts or the 49ers. I think the Colts have four very, very capable running backs. Now that they drafted Jonathan Taylor, they have Jordan Wilkins, they have Naheem Hines and they have Barlin Mack, three very good running backs with very different skill sets that, that can do very different things. And they're used incredibly well in the offense. And I think with Phillip rivers aging that they'll be late, they'll be lent on a little bit more, especially those pass catching backs like Wilkins and Hines. So I, 
I love I love that backfield, and I think it would be criminal to take them out of the top ten. Luckily, we both have them in the top ten, so that running game is definitely something to watch in Indianapolis this year. Yeah, both the Colts and the Ravens for sure. Because I mean, you imagine because as you mentioned, J.K. Do- J.K. Um, Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor were both extremely capable rookie quarterbacks. Or sorry, not quarterbacks, running backs coming into the league this year. And um, no, like especially with the Colts. I mean, I've said it time and time again. Marlon Mack is by far one of the most underrated running backs in the league. I don't even think it's close. And as you mentioned, um, they're going to be leaned on more this year because. Philip Rivers shouldn't be throwing the football, or at least a lot in this stage in his career. Like, look at his pass. Like, the guy had a lot of touchdowns last year, but he also had a bunch of interceptions. And I think that's going to be a risk whenever you have Philip uh, Phil Rivers as your starting uh, quarterback. So I think um, to take a lot of pressure off him, they're going to need to run the ball a bit more with the, with those four extreme, as you mentioned, those four extremely um, capable running backs. And again, I think they have tremendous upside. I had them at eight, but that's it's again it's just because i thought that the um the cores ahead of them were just better absolutely and uh i kind of grouped them together with the the colts ravens and 49ers are very similar to me as backfields just by the mm-hmm. the personnel that they have there um with the with the 49ers specifically we don't know what we're going to see from Raheem Mostert, Mostert next year. He put up 220 yards against the Packers in the uh, NFC Championship, which is a record. He is very capable. And in that in that zone run scheme that they have in San Francisco, the Shanahan-esque scheme, uh, he's been amazing in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also have Tevin Coleman, and they also have Jarek McKinnon, and they also have Jeff Wilson Jr. That's four running backs that if Raheem Mostert doesn't live up to expectations, well— you got three more that have been two of which have been starters at one point and can step in and be that number one guy whenever you need. And they're very good at what they do. Yep. So I'm, I, I could not pass up what the Niners had down and I actually put oh, them above the, Ra- sure. I've had them above the Ravens because they're going to be lent on more because of Jimmy Garoppolo's seeming uh, teams are going to be daring him to throw the ball for sure. So he's going to need to lean on a good passing uh, rush rushing game. So yep. here you are with a really good rushing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I has, I also had the Niners above the Ravens. Um, I actually had them at six behind the Broncos and I was looking at, I just think that the Niners have an extremely, un, I mean, I use this a lot, but I don't really care, but the Niners have a really, <laughs> their the running game is slept on, I think. And I think a lot of that's because they don't really have a big ticket guy like Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley. They have Raheem Mozart, who is, I mean, he's not he's not a big ticket, but I think as we saw last year, like in the Super Bowl, the guy's capable. He's not. Um, he could be a. He could be a. I don't want to say he could be an elite court uh, running back, but I think he could be a good, uh, a very solid running back. And I think, as you mentioned, teams are going to be daring to, uh, for Jimmy G to be throwing the ball more. And it's going to be very similar to the Colts in the sense that I think that um, he's uh, Raheem um, Mozart's going to be getting a lot of touches this year. Yep, absolutely. And you need a special type of running back to run that zone blocking scheme that the the Shanahan's are so known for. And Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. showed that he's one of that one of the members of that late that that line of amazing running backs that have come in and taken that scheme and have 
performed it really well. Guys that are in the Hall of Fame, like Terrell Davis, have done it. Guys that are really good and really productive, like Arian Foster and Quentin Portis, they did it. And now here you are with Raheem Mostert, who's looking real good with it. And speaking of the uh, the, the Shanahan zone-blocking run scheme, we have the Minnesota Vikings at number five, who yeah. kind of... I, I, I had him at four. But yeah, yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't put the Broncos beat below the Vikings just because they have three starters on their team. They have three starting running backs on their team. Not necessarily great starters, but starters nonetheless. And the the Vikings have one. Alexander Madison and Mike Boone. I want to say I might be completely wrong on that, but he was the number three. He's more of a he's almost like a he's almost like a fullback. I think he's a big guy. Or that might be Madison. One of, one of those two, maybe even both, are really big guys. So they can, they're not necessarily power backs, but they can, they can bulldoze. And they can, yeah. some of them, and uh, that's really good for Delvin Cook, who's pretty shifty and quick and agile. And he runs that zone, that zone scheme really well. I don't know how it's going to look with Kevin Stefanski gone, because he was very creative in the way that he used Delvin Cook. But We'll have to see. I like that. I like those three running backs. I think they'll work really well together. And this is this is going to be Dalvin Cook's offense now in Minnesota, yeah. with with uh, Diggs gone, and you have Adam Thielen, you have Justin Jefferson, and you have two blocking tight ends in Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. So you're going to see Dalvin Cook with the ball a lot more than you're going to see Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Or Justin Jefferson combined, I think. And yeah, and for those reasons, that is exactly why I put the Vikings ahead of the Broncos. I think that the Broncos have a very capable running back core, but um, Melvin Gordon is a good quarter is a good running back. I keep doing that, damn it. Melvin Gordon is a great is a good running back. He may be a great running back, but to me, I just think Delvin Cook is a difference difference maker. But I think when he's healthy, um, Alexander Madison and um, Dalvin Cook are an extremely formidable one-two punch that, um, just to me, frankly, I think is better than the Broncos. And I could be wrong on that, but um, again, I just that's just my opinion. I think I think uh, Madison and Cook are just a really good uh, combination. Yeah, we're we are absolutely splitting hairs here. Yeah, these two, these two, these two running back groups are so good. Like, to uh, put it into perspective, Max had the Broncos at four and the Vikings at five. I had the Vikings at four and the Broncos at five. Uh-huh. Absolutely. They're they're so close. Uh, I put the Broncos ahead because Philip Lindsay has run for 1,000 yards in his first two seasons, coming off being an un- undrafted rookie. And mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Gordon has rushed for 1,000 yards, too, multiple mm-hmm. times, and has been a very uh, serviceable running back. More than serviceable, not elite, but not, but much more than serviceable. He's been a great running back for a lot of his career. Last year, he just didn't have, he wasn't happy last year because he held out. And when he came back, things just didn't look right in the, in the Chargers offense. And Austin Eckler was there. Now he should be pretty happy. And he's got Philip Lindsay there, another yeah. thousand yard rusher and Royce Freeman, who's a, a high upside running back as well. So because they have three guys that could realistically start, I have them above the the Vikings, but then again, you could put them as you see. We you could put them anywhere. And speaking of, you can put them anywhere. 
I personally like Ezekiel Elliott more than I like Saquon Barkley. That's a that's an opinion thing. That's fair. You can, that's you could fair. have you could you could have it the other way, which I think more people would at this point, and it would be fine. Saquon Barkley played less games last year and had roughly the same amount of rushing yards as Ezekiel Elliott did. Ezekiel Elliott is in a, in a more stacked offense, so he'll be used a little bit less. I I just Zeke has a special place in my heart because he helped me win a fantasy championship. So I are you going to plug all the guys that helped you win a fantasy championship? Yeah, actually, I think that'll be a great idea. Uh, okay. I wanted I wanted to plug the Bengal the Bengals in as an honorable mention because Joe Mixon has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. However, there, I couldn't I couldn't put him on this list because Chris McCaffrey on his own is a running back group that I want to talk about, and you can't not talk about the New England Patriots and what they've done on the ground for the last few years. Sonny Michelle is such an underrated running back. Oh my god! Yeah. And when Georgia went to that that uh, championship game against Alabama in 2018, their running backs were Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Like that was their that was their those were their running backs, and they went basically two picks between each other. Sony Michelle went 31st, and Nick Chubb went 33rd or 34th, one of the two. But they went right next to each other, and they were both running backs on the same team. I I think it's crazy how sometimes these college teams just are completely stacked at running back. They have mm-hmm. three or four future starters in their backfield, and it's, it's kind of funny to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about Nick Chubb when we get to the Browns. But personally, I, I like Zeke, and Tony Pollard was a very good backup last year for, for Zeke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's kind of, he, he kind of shows that he can have that Zeke skill set, just not on the same level as Zeke. He can be kind of shifty. He can, he can kind of bulldoze a bit. He's pretty fast. Not as fast, but pretty fast. So I like that. And then you've got Dion Lewis, who's a little older in New York, who's more of a pass-catching back than anything. So that was definitely a put the Cowboys above the Giants kind of thing for me. If you, if you put Saquon and Zeke on the same level, which I kind of do, but have Zeke a little higher, just a little bit higher, that's that was just it for me. Yeah, see, I... Oh, the thing, yeah, so I personally, I value Saquon a little bit higher. Um I really like Saquon. I like Saquon since he came into the league. This guy is like this guy is shredded. And that's not why I like him, but like this guy is ridiculous. The guy's a fitness nut. And I think he's only gonna be on a positive trajectory the rest of his career. And I think as of last year he was either a re- like either tied with Ezekiel Elliott or maybe a little bit ahead for the best running back in the league. And I think he's gonna take another jump this year. And I think he's really gonna um kind of build a gap between him and the rest of the running backs in the league. But I think everything you said with Zeke and um, with the Cowboys, uh, uh, damn it, Cowboys running back is fair. But I, again, I just value, I just valued um, Saquon and, uh, and their back a little bit more than the Giants. That's all. Sorry, than the okay. Cowboys. That's all. No, that's, that's absolutely fair. And again, and... this is like one spot different. It's not like I had the Cowboys at 10 and the, the Giants at one or anything like that. Like it's, um, exactly. we're literally splitting hairs here. Yep. And uh, say what you will about 
Saquon Barkley's athleticism, but he, what people won't talk about much is that he's got incredible vision when it comes to hitting yes. gaps and getting, getting to the outside. He's really good at that. Probably one of the best in the league at that, despite only playing two years in the league. And it's, it's incredible how far he can go. But I think Ezekiel Elliott's on a very similar, if not the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Again, and another thing to me is that uh, Barkley's also younger. It's not by much, but it's also it's it's I think it's a couple years. I'm not sure how much how much younger he is, but he's but he's younger. And to me, I just think because he's younger, he has a bit more room. He has a bit more room, of, a bit more upside than Zeke does because he has a bit more uh, room to grow before he kind of starts seeing. Um, their value drop, uh, drop a bit. Yep. All right. That's fair. And quickly, we both agreed on the Browns being the number one team in the league as and far I as I don't think there's go. any question about this. Like, it's the Browns have two of the top five, top three or top five running backs in the league this year. Um, Kareem Hunt had a down year last year, considering he missed eight games and he wasn't really working out with the team during. But now that he's got a full year with the team, he'll definitely bring something new that wasn't there last year. And that's definitely something that can't be ignored, considering he led the league in rushing yards in 2017 with Alex Smith as his quarterback. So mm-hmm. that that has to be recognized, although you can't really say much about the about an Andy Reid offense. They know what they're doing. Running, running, throwing, doesn't really matter who you plug in there. That offense will be fine. And Kareem Hunt was the benefactor of that. And yeah. Nick Chubb has was number two in rushing last year behind uh, the aforementioned Derrick Henry. So yeah. he he's proven himself to be a very capable running back, one of the top five running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's not much you can say about that. You can't really say say what you will about Zeke and Saquon and McCaffrey, but the Browns have two of them. That's that's yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And again, this is this isn't really uh, like one of the things I think that's gonna uh, the Browns are coming back with a vengeance this year. I hope everyone knows that. Like, I mean, time will tell to see if it actually means anything in terms of how they play and how in terms of the results. But you want to talk about a team that's gonna do everything in their power to shut the media up this year? That's gonna be the Browns, man. You have like a angry Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry doesn't seem like a guy who really gets angry, but I'm sure he's frustrated. But, like, no, I think the Browns are going to be extremely motivated this year, and they have two of the best players at the position. I think when you add those together, it's not only do they have the top two extremely good running backs, but they're going to be extremely motivated this year, and I think it's only going to continue to drive them um, higher up. higher up the, the. I think it drives up their value a bit. Yeah, two at the same position, as you said before, is kind of foreshadowing what we're about to talk about in the next video when we bring up the Cleveland Browns again. But yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what we've got here at running back. Uh, again, shout out our honorable mentions: Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans running back group. Christian McCaffrey doesn't really have a backup, which is why he's not on the list. But we had to shout him out because he is now he the be. highest paid running he back in history, and he's so good. And Sony Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead in New England definitely need to get a shout out. That running game will still be really good behind an offensive line that's very good. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those are our shout outs. And thank you for listening.
Yeah, we'll see you next uh, next segment when we do our wide receiver rankings episode. Bye.